Hi, my name's Josh, and I'm so glad that you're joining us on our Grace Church podcast. At Grace Church, we are all about knowing God and reflecting His way. I hope this sermon will do just that by feeding your mind with the knowledge of God and engaging your heart to live a life reflecting His grace and truth. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. A few months ago, I reached the end of my rope. I couldn't handle it anymore. It was time for change. My phone had to go. I try to be wise with my resources, and I had felt like I needed to make it last as long as possible. It was almost a point of pride. It's ridiculous the things we take pride in sometimes, isn't it? By the end, though, I'd had it for a little over three years, and it had hit the point where I couldn't always be sure that it was actually sending and receiving all of my text messages, no matter what it actually said. I was pretty sure that there were at least a few of them that just disappeared into that wireless void. But that pride and frugality kicked in, and I decided that the best way to replace it would be to buy a refurbished phone on Amazon. (laughs) Sounds great, doesn't it? But here's the downside of buying a phone that way. I had to do all the setup myself. And somehow in that process, I failed to get all of my old contacts into my new phone. So I was definitely getting all of my messages, but I didn't know who they were from. (laughs) So I'd sit there and I'd try to figure out from context who it might be. Okay, they said something about Sunday. It's probably someone from Grace. Shoot, that doesn't narrow it down. (laughs) Uh, You know what, even worse were the phone calls because I'd get calls with just numbers all the time. And I would have no idea if it was people I actually knew really well, or telemarketers, or potential counseling clients, or whatever. I had no idea. So I'd pick up the phone, and I'd kind of automatically answer in that slightly impersonal way you do when you don't recognize the number. Hello. And then it was completely the lottery. The absolute worst moments were when it was someone I knew, whose number I should have had, and I didn't recognize their voice. It was so embarrassing. They would have to say, uh, Caroline, this is so-and-so, and then I would feel just terrible. Like, oh, I'm so sorry, new phone, lost contacts, didn't recognize your voice for a second. Bad connection. Now, phones do distort voices, so sometimes it can be hard to recognize even a very familiar one. Even so, there are some voices that we recognize anywhere. There are some voices that we know so well that no amount of distortion is going to keep us from instinctively knowing who is speaking. Not everyone has a good relationship with their mother, but for those of us who do, mothers can be a great example of that. Especially today on Mother's Day, we are reminded of their voices. Voices that we would recognize in an instant, 
no matter how bad the phone connection, no matter how long it had been since we had the chance to talk to them. But it could also be a spouse or a child, maybe your best friend of many years, maybe even someone you don't like. <laughs> could be that boss who made your life living misery or the bully on the playground from when you were a kid. Whoever it may be, there are voices out there that we recognize instantly, automatically, and in any circumstance. That type of recognition is the closest example we have to what Jesus is describing in our gospel reading today. He says, my sheep know my voice. The text tells us that some people approach Jesus. They've heard all sorts of things about him. Some people are saying he's the Messiah. Some are saying he's a fraud. They want the truth. Who is he? I don't know about you, but if someone just told me about this situation and I hadn't read the text, I might say, well, of course he's going to tell them. They want to know the truth. Doesn't he want them to know who he is? But Jesus knows better. So that's not what he does. While some of the people may have genuinely wanted to know and been frustrated with the uncertainty, the most likely case is that they wanted him to clearly state that he was the Messiah so that they would have clear grounds to attack him as a blasphemer. Another way of translating their question is actually, how long are you going to annoy us? If you were the Christ, tell us plainly. They didn't want to know who he was so that they could know him. They wanted ammo against him. So Jesus answers them by saying, I have told you, and you do not believe. It's not that he has specifically said, listen up, everybody. I'm the Messiah. Got it? No, no, no. He hasn't done that. It's that he has been there, and he has been living among them. If they really knew what the Messiah was supposed to be like, if they really knew God, then they would have recognized him already. His work, his life, his voice, if you will, already identified him. So he says, the work that I do in my Father's name testifies to me, but you do not believe, because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. What happens to those who aren't his sheep is obvious. They don't recognize him. They miss the boat. The crowd gathered around him has all the evidence they need to know who he is. But they still don't recognize the Messiah's voice. But what about those who do know his voice, to those who are his sheep? He says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. In the ancient world, shepherds moved through common pasture land with their sheep. At night, they would bring all their sheep into a common fold, often with several other shepherds and several other flocks. The shepherds would guard the flocks together through the night, and the sheep would mingle. You and I might wonder, how would they tell their sheep apart in the morning? Did they brand them, tie ribbons on them, paint them? But it wasn't an issue for them. One by one in the morning, each shepherd would call his flock, and then he'd just start to walk out. And his sheep would hear him, 
and they would follow him out. In the midst of a variety of shepherds, in the middle of a crowd of sheep, they knew the voice of their shepherd, and they followed him. The question for us today becomes, how do we get to know our shepherd's voice that well? How do we learn to recognize Jesus' voice that intimately? How does a child know their mother's? Time together, deep emotional connection, reliance, trust, listening. The more time you spend with someone, the more deeply you connect with them emotionally, the more you listen to them, the more you recognize their voice, no matter what else may get in the way. I'm not a mother, but I remember when my younger brother and sister were babies, and they were twins, so at the same time. I knew them so well, I could tell by the sound of crying which one of them it was who was crying. And I'm just a sister. How many mothers can recognize the voice of their child in a crowd of children? How much more so with your savior? You get to know him through reading the Bible. You grow closer to him through prayer. You grow in your faith in him through trusting him in hard times. And the more you do these things, reading the Bible, praying, trusting him, the more you recognize his voice. And of course, above all this human effort on your part, it is the work of the Holy Spirit. It is the Spirit who awakens in you the desire to know Jesus better. The Spirit who empowers and enables you to seek a closer relationship with him. The Spirit who opens your eyes and your mind to the scripture. And the Spirit who opens your ears and your hearts to the voice of your shepherd. But Jesus doesn't leave his statement at saying that his sheep will follow him. He continues with a promise. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. When we are Jesus' sheep, when we know his voice and listen and follow him, we belong to him forever, unchangeably. And he is with us in a way that defies description. Perhaps the closest we can get is Psalm 23, which we read a portion of today. But we see that lived out in our Acts reading today. Have you ever stopped and thought about what happens in that story? Really thought about it? A group comes up to Peter and says, Tabitha is dead. Do something. And Peter doesn't say, dang, folks, that stinks. I guess we better plan for her funeral and look for her will. He doesn't say, oh, no, I'm so sorry. Let's start a grief group to help us deal with this. And don't get me wrong, neither of those things would be bad. Neither of them would be unreasonable. In fact, they might be very good things to do when someone in your community dies. But Peter doesn't do either of them. Instead, he goes and he tells her dead body to get up. Did you hear that? He tells a dead body to get up. That is crazy. Can you imagine the sheer boldness 
of going up to a dead person and saying, get up. Why does Peter react this way? And how does he have the boldness to do this? Peter is attuned to the voice of his shepherd. So the first thing he does is pray. And then, listening to and trusting his shepherd, he's filled with enough boldness to tell a dead woman, get up. He has that boldness because he knows his shepherd's voice, because he knows Jesus. He trusts his shepherd completely, so he listens and he follows him, even when the call seems impossible. And Jesus doesn't let him down. God is with him. The Spirit does things through Peter he never could have done on his own. Let us be like Peter. Let us listen to the voice of our shepherd. Let us develop that deep intimacy with our Savior. So when he calls us, we not only hear him, but we recognize his voice and have the boldness to step out in faith. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you. Thank you for being our shepherd. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for calling us. Thank you for being a trustworthy voice. Thank you for giving us your word and your spirit to draw us to you. And I pray that as we go out from this place, that your Holy Spirit would go with us, that you would draw us always closer to you, that you'd help us always to listen for your voice. And as we listen, to hear you, to recognize you, and to trust you completely. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening. To find out more about what's going on here at Grace Church, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on our website, graceocala.org, or, of course, on our campus here in sunny Ocala, Florida. Go in peace.